Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have spoken to Mandeep before. He's the fast runner. Running is his passion. He tells us the story, how to focus on the running, how to give your best and never give up. And towards the very end, he says, you don't want to be around me when I cannot run. I second that. It's just the best that you can do. Listen to what Mandeep has to share. Thank you so much, Mandeep, for having us. So tell us a little bit about your running career. I mean, I still remember once watching you, and maybe it was that when you ran the 311 in New York City, and I saw you run on 110th Street and Fifth Avenue, very strong, focused. What is the yeah. key to success in the running for you? I think it's single-mindedness. You know, I, like Alan, says that a lot. He goes, Mandeep, when he comes to run, he comes to run. He doesn't waste a workout. When he is, when he comes, he works hard. When I go to do my runs, I'll always give my 150%. I don't cheat myself because I'm enjoying it. I like it. So I think I bring, I realize it's the same determination and focus and not giving up. Well, you're talking about running, right? So whatever your character is, it's your character. You can't turn a part of your character in one place and then turn it off the other place. It doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. So if you are going to do something to me, right, it doesn't matter whether I know you or not. If I'm a third person and if you're going to, you will do something to me, you will do the same thing to people that you know, because that's just part of your culture. I mean, that culture, that's part of your character. Running was to me the same thing. I worked always so hard. I never went to work and waste a day at work. I always was doing something. When I went for running, I wanted to do more when my coach, my training gym trainer told me, well, you should go and run somewhere else because you're not, you, you maybe you should go to Steamtown because it's all downhill and you can yeah. run there and qualify for Boston. I said, no, if I'm going to qualify for Boston, this is where I'm going to qualify. We all know that New York is a difficult course and a lot of people say you cannot qualify in New York. So that's why they travel Steamtown. That's in Pennsylvania. It's an yeah, easier yeah. course. Yes, yes. But I qualified first time was in 2009. And from 2009, every year after that, I ran. I qualified. I mean, I ran times like 311, 322, 313. I went the following year. I went when Sandy happened. They didn't have a marathon. I ended up running in Philadelphia. I ran a 316. The following year, I was not training much. It was me and Chris. So I was just washing around most of the time. And I trained only for about a month and a half. So I ended up going and running in uh, Philadelphia again. And I ran a 321. I still qualified for Boston. Yeah. I just kept on qualifying and felt even running like 320s and 321s and 316, 318s felt so easy, right? Because, you know, like I was, that was, it was something there. 
So yeah, I mean, and that's what I was when I took a four years break because I just wanted to take it easy. You know, after 2014, I didn't run, and then 2018, Chris said, "Let's go run. We all of us are going to Berlin, and let's go to Berlin and run together." Just on a whim, I say, "Let me just apply, see what happens." And you, know, I just got in, and I'm like, "Wow!" So I, I guess I have to book my tickets. While I'm thinking, well, since I'm booking my tickets, I might as well start training. I, I, <laughs> I joined New York Roadrunner classes again because Alan, he was training with New York Roadrunners. Stewart was mm-hmm. with New York Roadrunners. I started running with New York Roadrunners. I had literally 45 days, either 30 or 45 days training. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. And I went to run. I ran a 334, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Then the following year, I came back and I was training hard again. And I wanted to run Philadelphia because I really had, I wanted to run New York, but I said, let me go with the easy one first. I felt Philadelphia is a little easier than New York. Yeah. So I trained very, very hard for it. And I'm like, you know what? Um, anybody asked me, what's your goal? So I was have two goals, the goal mm-hmm. that I want to talk about and a goal that <laughs> I don't talk about, which is my personal commitment, right? So that's my goal. I'm telling everybody, if I run under 330, I'm happy. But my heart, I'm saying, I want to run under 320. Right. And that is at age 57, 58. Right. I was going to turn 58 the following month or so, something mm-hmm. like that. I, my goal is in my mind, I'm saying, like, you know, I would like to run under 320 if I can. I trained very hard for it. And I felt like I, if I went out, I could have run, um, if I ran the marathon, I think I could have run up uh, 315. I think I would have done it 315 because when I look at my splits and uh, in, in the marathons, the first one I'll always run three to four minutes faster than the second one, second yeah. half. But when I went there, it was very cold. And I'm, I'm actually, well, this is another thing on top of that. I'm actually asthmatic. Mm-hmm. I have very bad asthma to the point that I take 200 MCG Brio pump every morning. And I also mm-hmm. have arbuterol. I have to take both. Of them. So that's how bad my asthma is. That's why I almost died with COVID in, in February. It was very bad for me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit what happened to you. First, you ran Philadelphia, yeah, so, and then yeah, yeah, because yeah. of your asthma. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so I went to Philadelphia. So it was a very windy and cold day. And that day of the marathon, the wind was supposed to be 15 to 18 miles an hour. Mm. And it was supposed to rain, and the temperature was going to be in the 20s. So my wife was like, you're not running this way. You're not going to do it. I said, you know what? Let's go there. Let's look it up. So I, I looked up, and the day before... The marathon, it was a little bit of rain, but the temperature was in between 25 and 30. So I said, you know what? I will go and run the half. Mm-hmm. I went there and they switched me from, are you going to run under what number? What do you think your estimated time is going to be? I said, I don't know. She goes, are you going to run under 145? I said, I, I would hope so. <laughs> so yeah. she, gave, she gave me a number for the first wave. Because the first wave was 145 and under and then that way. So I said, okay, when I lined up, I went to run the race. I lined up. I'm like, you know what? And the first wave, I said, okay, get first wave because you go five minutes ahead of five or 10 minutes ahead of the first, second wave. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to the first wave because then I might go out too fast. And I don't know if I would have it in me because I was doubting myself. I'm going to go in second wave. I got in the second wave and I started running. My first mile, I clocked at 6.52. I'm like, this is not too bad. I can kind of handle this, right? In the second mile I ran, I sat, but I have to slow down. I'm like, if I go out too fast. It's not good. You know, it's not good, right? The second mile I did a 712. But when, when so I kept on, I mean, and then I was maintaining 712, 715, 718, 717, 714, independent if his hills are up or down. Mm-hmm. And my first 10K I did, my 10K was in 42 minutes and some change. 
42 seconds. What is it? Yeah. And then when I got to the end, I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, could it be possible? I'm like, I think I can do a 135. And I just started pushing myself and wow. pushing myself. And when I finished, I finished in 135 and some seconds and whatever. And yeah, and then I took my pictures and came home. I'm looking at my results. And then all of a sudden it says 10 in like the mm-hmm. age group. I came top 10, but I was number 10, but I was still top 10. Top 10. You know, so, Congratulations. This is, national, this is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a national race. This is not like some local race that you're running. And like the top people are coming. So you know what? Uh, 135 at almost age 58. You know what? I will take it. It wasn't bad. So yeah, that I, that I started getting some confidence back that I think I can, I still have my legs with me. Yeah, I think funny. so. I remember those. And 135 is is a very good time for all the listeners. I mean, this is a lot of training involved. And it seems like because you maybe trained for the full, because you yeah. only did the half, you had so much more strength in yourself. When we look at the professionals, I know they run like 100. I just interviewed Memo, who runs a 228 in Boston, yeah. wow. full marathon, yeah. right? He trains yeah. in the morning, in the evening, and he runs 90 to 100 miles, even more, right, for a marathon. So how many miles yeah. do you run per week when you train for a marathon? Well, well, I was training the most I ran, I think it was about 52 or 53. Yeah, see? And, and I was training, I was running almost five days a week. Mm-hmm. And there were two days that I was doing double days. In the morning, I would go out and run five miles. Let's say mm-hmm. I would do a five-mile workout, a recovery or a pickup, five mm-hmm. miles. In the evening, I would run like a five-mile easy yeah. Uh, just you know, and that would be. So I would run ten miles the day before the day I was going to take off, and the following day I would take off. Right? If I'm running five days, uh, so then two days are my rest days. Then I would like the days that I was going to rest the day before I would run a double, like ten miles or twelve miles, sometimes even fourteen, fifteen miles. And the last two weeks was were my hardest week because mm-hmm. uh, those were the I, I doubled up on my miles and I ran maximum. 54, 55. Normally I was running between 45, mm-hmm. 46, 47. But the last two weeks, I took it up to 55 and I ran, I think 55 and I ran 56. I ran two weeks, six days a week. So I only ran one day double. One day I ran double and the other days, I, but I did much more, much uh, more. quicker workouts. You know, I got help also. I got help because Alam's son-in-law, Faven's husband, he's an international runner. Uh, he's basically he's a basically one hour marathon, half marathon, one hour half marathon. Tashame, his name is Tashame. So I told Alem, I said, "Listen, I need two days. Somebody who can really, you know, work with me on my speed and like do mm-hmm. my intervals at a faster clip." Mm-hmm. So Alem had to do something. He goes, "You know what? I'm going to ask Tashame." So Tashame came in and he gave me about two weeks, where he was two or three weeks where he was helping me with my uh, tempo, with my with my uh, intervals. I cheated a little bit. It was a little bit of a cheating. <laughs> ah, it's not cheating. You do the work. You do the work with yeah, your feet. Yeah, and then, tough. yeah, I can imagine. And tell us about the COVID. And I'm really sorry. I, yeah, I feel yeah, so, for you, well, right? So it takes yeah, a long think, time think, to recuperate. Yeah, yeah, I think running had something to do with it, too. Because, you know, I every year after I finish running, four, five, six months off, because, you know, it happens mm-hmm. in November. I'll take December off and January, February, March because I'm working very busy with my work. Yeah. I will keep on working. Then I'll start running in April again. But this year, because my I ran only a half, so I felt like I was cheating. I, I didn't feel as tired. After half, I'd eat right back to, you mm-hmm. know, again. I, it was not that bad for me because it was easy. Yeah. I went back to running again. I ran November. I ran December. 
I ran January, I ran first week of February till that big week when it was big snowstorm, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't run that time. But even like in 12, 13, 14 degrees, I was running and I was doing intervals and I was doing speed workout because my asthma was very worked up those days. And I was coughing a lot and I was throwing, you know, my phlegm was coming up. I think my lungs were very inflamed. Mm. As soon as I got exposed to COVID, it just got me very, very hard, very hard. I had to get an antibody transfusion. I had to get antibiotics and then I got COVID pneumonia. And this was around the second week of February. So since then, I'm back to running. I started running sometime in March, a little bit, like four or five miles for two. I started with two times a week. Mm-hmm. And, and Alan was helping me out a lot. He says, don't go crazy. Let's go easy. Build up, build up. But now I'm working, running three days, sometimes four days a week. But I'm not running. I run five, six, seven miles. My running is not where I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. But the best I did was last week. At average, around 8.20 a month. My fastest mile was 7.45. Mm-hmm. It was just like a, a pickup, a little bit of a pickup. Yeah, it was a lot of effort, which was normally used to be an easy run for me. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of effort. I, that made me realize that I'm still not there. It's still bothering me. Mm-hmm. And Chris asked me if I want to run the New York City Marathon this year. I said, I can't do it. It seems like you're very hard on yourself. I mean, professionally and also in the running world. And sometimes yeah. we need to step back and see is it worth it right even if you have alarm your fantastic coach or chris the team captain yeah. but yeah. it's maybe not worth it maybe you can wait yeah. a year i don't know it's always worth it running I is I, I don't know what i would do without running but you don't have to compete run yeah. to enjoy it run to enjoy it. it right i would never want to stop running i love running so much that i rather run for i'd rather run less but run for the rest of my life I never, ever want to give up running because it gives me so much joy, mm-hmm. so much pleasure. It clears my mind. It makes me think more clearly, lucid. It does so much for your character. You have camaraderie. You have teamwork. You have people you help. A friend of mine just started running. He's 65 years old, and he's so happy. He goes, mm-hmm. thank you, my brother. Thank you because of you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my family so happy. It's just like it's so much fun. I think um, so. The tangible part is running, but the intangibles that you get out of running, they're like priceless, just Mm -hmm. absolutely priceless. I would never want to give up running. We're ending here on a very high note, but thank you so much, Mandeep. This is inspirational. We don't want to give up running. I know how it is for me. The running is something magical and we don't want to give up. So good luck. Take good care of yourself and maybe rest one year. You can... Still run, but maybe not compete. Yes, that's what I plan to do. Thank you. Thank you so much. The running sounds fantastic. We need to run more and good luck, even if you don't compete, but keep running, keep inspiring others. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Chime in. There's something for everybody. It's about running. It's about being an entrepreneur. It's about the determination and never giving up. Take it from the Iron Woman. Started out as a book. Read in the book. There's something for you. Global business coaching with sports parallels. Thank you so much. See you next time.